And welcome everyone to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad and this is our 30th anniversary of Orlando Magic Basketball. It's also what's kind of flying under the radar the 10 year anniversary since the Orlando Magic went to the finals during that uh, incredible 08-09 NBA season. So throughout the year we're going to have a chance to catch up with former Magic players, especially guys that played a part in that big run and one of them is joining me right now, Ray for Alston. So I'm giving the guys the, the rest of the day off uh, I've been trying to catch up with Ray for Alston for about nine years, so I'm going to conduct this one without JT, George, and David Steele. They'll be back the following week, uh, so we'll get right to it. This is Aaron Gordon. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Need a new sports podcast? Check out what's new with your Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. Turklu catches a pass up top. Rondo nudges into him. Ida with a ball, 250 left in the game. Over to Olsen. He'll jack 4-3. It's up, it's in, just like that, and that might just do it. The big triple by Rafer Alston, his third of the game in the Magic lead by 20, 98-78. Get ready, we might be going to Cleveland. Here's Rafer again. Feeling it, three-point shot, money. Little guy jumps down to the other end. Magic lead by three, Rafer Alston with 26 points on the night. This is the greatest show that I've ever seen Rafer Olsen put on since he came out of AAU and since he was skipped to Malone. 71-67. Four minutes left. Here's Rafer. Runs in Odom. Got by him. Powers up over Gasol. Put it up and in. Are you kidding me? Both six foot ten inches down there and Rafer took it right into the teeth of Odom and Gasol and put it up and in. Magic lead by six. Rafer eight of ten from the floor tonight. Well, as everyone knows, it's the 30th anniversary of Orlando Magic Basketball, and we also know it's the 10-year anniversary since that Magic team, 08-09, that went to the NBA Finals and took on the Los Angeles Lakers and the starting point guard for that team, the team that helped us get there. We don't make it to the NBA Finals if it's not for this guy, Rafer Alston, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. Uh, I'm really looking forward to to catching up with you, Rafer, and I guess uh, how are you? And let everyone know what you're up to now and where you're living at. Yeah, uh, how you doing? Man? Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm living in Houston. Uh, you know, obviously that's where I was traded from <laughs> when I <laughs> right. came to Orlando uh, ten years ago. Right. And I just kept my house here and 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 you know raised my family and you know enjoying my enjoying life. Uh, I part time work with Timberwolves. Do some part time scout work with them. Uh, my, I have a ten year old son who I coach as well. I train youth basketball. I'm always I'm always in 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 the gym and working uh, and doing something with the with the basketball. Is it is it hard for a ten year old to be in the shadows of Skip to My Lou and all the uh, things? Yeah, that, no, you, you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine all these kids, right? Uh, all these men that play in the NBA and their sons. It's hard, man. And uh, the, the funny thing about my son is that he, he doesn't watch it. Taper me any footage of me. He won't YouTube me. He'll he'll watch Lillard, Curry, Paul, all of the guards they but he won't watch his dad. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? He won't. Yeah. He, he wants to see the guys that are playing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he wants to yeah he wants to watch the now. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Well, speaking with Rafer Alston, I'm real excited to catch up with you, Rafer. Well, well, first of all, what comes to mind? I I cannot believe it. This year we've had fun reminiscing on that run, and uh, first of all, ten years. I mean, where does ten years go? Can can you believe it's it's already been ten years since that incredible ride? Not at all. It goes, it goes by fast. Um, <laughs> in the blink of an eye, ten years go by, and, and uh, you wouldn't think. One of the greatest 
moments of my basketball life, uh, and and I, I could imagine it was the greatest moment in all those guys, all my colleagues, my teammates, sure. and coaches that were on that team. It was the greatest time in their, their lives for uh, to be in the NBA Finals and make that run. It, it went by so fast. Well, now take us back to the, to that day, February nineteenth, two thousand and nine. You're playing with Houston, as you mentioned. Magic pull off a, a three team trade. Uh, gen, general manager at the time, Otis Smith, an unbelievable trade. Imagine they had just lost Jameer Nelson about five or six games earlier. I think they went three and three without him. Uh, how, how did you find out? And, and kind of just take yeah. us back to your thoughts on on what you thought about joining Dwight Stan and coming to Orlando. You know, the, the, the day I, you know. I never even told anybody. It, it, it was I was mad at the Rockets not for trading me, for having me practice first and then trade. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, like That's I never great. told them what that. Like I, I, I had to get on the plane and come to Lando. <laughs> I was just pissed off that they knew all along they were working on a trade and they had me practice. How and about I that? My behind, I, yeah, I practiced my behind off. You know. And, and then they traded me, and then they—they, they, you know, I could have ended. I could have been in Orlando about eleven a.m. that morning. I could have. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, that's I right. Got there. You know, that's only thing I was mad about. I wasn't mad about being traded. You know, one thing about being traded for most players in the NBA, it's always the beauty and thrill of someone else wants you. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> so, point. That's yeah. Great. So at the end of the day, when I got there, man, look, I was so excited to reunite with Stan Van Gundy. I knew. I already knew the offense. I already knew what was expected. I already knew what practice would be like. I already knew his voice. Uh, <laughs> the good thing about coming to play with Dwight was I'm, I just finished playing with another great center with Yao Ming. So it, I had no problem playing with a dominant center. I had no problem being able to get him the ball. Uh, I, the, the, the issue, only thing the issue with me is was how quick I could get uh, acclimated with the rest of the guys, not Dwight. It was the rest of the guys getting there, being able to uh, – coexist with them and, and find their rhythm and where they like the ball and, you know, get up and down the floor with those guys. Boy, that's terrific insight. And, and I, I guess how much did that help you, Rafer, knowing that, knowing Stan's system, knowing having played with Yao, knowing the demands of a big guy that's going to want the basketball, how, how much did that all help you get acclimated? You, you hit the ground running here. I, I, if it took you a couple of games to get going, I don't remember that being the case. It, it, it might have took me two games. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It took me two games. But, you know, it, it made life easier. You know, I knew, I know, that, like I said, it's one of the lost arts in basketball is being able to throw a post pass. You know, you, 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 it's a lot of guys in the NBA today, even when I played, they still struggle with throwing the ball in the post. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So for me, it was easy to throw the post. The only difficult thing I was. And, and at the right time, to, right? And to get it to them at the, the right time. time. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. The only part I had to get used to was that. Unlike Yao, Dwight was athletic, and he he loved to get the lobs, and that's one thing the Mavericks thrived on. I mean, the Mavericks, excuse me, the Magic thrived right. on before I, before I came there. Is that they loved throwing the lob to Dwight. I had to remember that Dwight is not Yao. Throw that ball up there. Yeah, right, <laughs> he can go right, get it. Right. You know, but but just knowing Stan and everything that was that made life easy for me. I knew what what you know uh, what how demanding he was of us. You know, make sure we're in tune to to to. The scouting report, the, the the detail, everything, you know. So I, I already, it was just a matter of coming here and just let's get right to it. And I and it, one other thing that helped me too is all those players that I played with, they welcomed me with open arms, and it was no, 
animosity. Everyone was just excited about me coming, and they coach handed me the ball and told me to run his team, and, and, and it, it, it was fascinating. And you never look back. I know I remember that. Well, you saved the season, Rafer. I mean, I mean, Jameer was an all-star. He was having an all-star season, uh, and just the devastation around here when he went down and thinking, you know, and, and Anthony Johnson is fantastic too, uh, but they had tried a couple of different guys, and Teron Lou was one of them, and, and just couldn't quite find solid footing. It wasn't until you got here to, to kind of lead this ship and to get things organized and, and get guys back on track. How will you remember Hito Turkoglu and Richard Lewis? You know, you're a point guard, but Hito's a guy that handles the basketball a lot as well. Uh, but this, I, I always thought Hito was a glue guy, just, just a terrific guy in the locker room, and I don't know if we had a bigger shot maker than Richard. Well, it, the, the funny thing about Hito, I'll talk with Hito first, is the amazing and shocking thing playing with Hito was that his playmaking ability. Right. So when I started playing at the games and practice started going by, I realized Hito can really see the floor. Hito can make plays. Hito's big enough to, when he's coming to pick and roll. So then I had to think back to playing with McGrady. And McGrady was one of the best That's winning right. classes and star players who could score but he can also see the whole entire court because of his length and height uh, for the position. So I got back to playing, remember playing with, uh, being able to play off of Tejito because I remember playing with Tracy McGrady. Right. Uh, one thing about Rashad, we knew, I knew it was, it was so easy to play Rashad because I know he, he could pick and pop. Then I know all the time if we do run a pick, if I do run a pick and roll with Rashad and they switch, I forgot about the whole other side of the court. I knew to just throw that ball back down there. To Rashad because there's no way a smaller man can stay with Rashad when he turns over his right shoulder uh, in the post. Uh, and, and he was just a tough – he's a tough cover. Again, one of the guys 6'10", can play inside, outside. That's a tough cover for most power forwards at that time. Now, today, it might be an easier cover because, you know, it's, it's, we're in positionless basketball. Right, right. Um, you know, you got guys that can really pl- guard and play the same way uh, Rashad played. But those two guys and, – and, and they were so unselfish. It was so unselfish. Hedo could have averaged like 20, 22 points a game right. for that team. But he was so unselfish and willing to be. He would find Petra. He'll find me. He'll find Dwight. He'll find Courtney. He'll find all of us on that three-point line as he's coming off that high pick and roll. Speaking with former Magic point guard Rafer Alston, 10 years since that finals run, 08-09. And I guess, Rafer, just talk, talk about Dwight Howard and the connection. How were you able to connect with him so quickly and what were those conversations like and you know we we think about Dwight now and he's had injuries but was there a more dominant player in the NBA than than Dwight Howard at that time he he was a he was just a a different type of force down there like I said he like playing with Yao to me Yao was one of the most dominant low post big men you know because you know Yao Yao was an all-star all the years I played with him and after even before I got to the Houston Rockets well, the White posed a different type of big man. He was so athletic, so strong. So, you know, he was he could run up and down the court like a deer. You know, he was just it was just it was different. It almost was like it was a small forward in a center's body. That's how right. the White was playing back then. Um, it, like I said, I just knew to get the ball to him. There's no way no center could really keep him from doing what he wanted to do. Um, you know, I just knew to get the bug. I said, the only thing I struggled with was getting with him was throwing the lob. Just for, I tried to remember not that it's not yelling. Just throw him the lob. Throw the ball up there. Sometimes he'd get upset at me. He'd get upset at me. Even coaches would get upset at me. Like, wait, throw that ball up there. When I used to go in there for my teardrop, I'm like, man, throw that ball up there. He can get it. So, but it, 
He was another one. At that time, the beauty of Dwight, again, he was another guy that allowed us to be us. You know, he never he never was a guy that was at that time when he, he could have been. He wasn't, throw me the ball in here, give me the rock. It's like he allowed us, if we if we shot a three-line, he allowed us to be us. You know, and a lot of people understand about star players and a lot of star players on the other teams, sometimes they don't, they get a, they'll get a little upset about if a lot of guys are just taking shots without them touching that ball first. Well, Dwight wasn't like that. Dwight was the one that he was a star player at the time that, you know, he didn't mind us taking that three, uh, you know, and, and, and driving and penetrating and playing our game. You know, uh, another thing about Dwight, Dwight made coming to practice every day and coming to work every day. He made it uh, uh, so fun. Uh, he was so upbeat. He was always smiling, always laughing. And, you know, obviously all of us seen the change in him since he left Orlando. Right. Uh, he wasn't as joyful, upbeat self the rest of his career. But then it was a thrill to get up in the morning and come get to practice and drive over to practice because you know Dwight was so – he'll come in, smile, laugh, and he just – if you were having a bad day, if, once Dwight walked in the, in the locker room, you weren't having a bad day anymore. Boy, that's great insight, Rafer. And I've, I've never heard anyone put it that way. You know, you get – from a national perspective, in the outsiders, he smiles too much. The guy doesn't want to win bad enough. Uh, you played with him. You know darn well. Oh, no, he, he wants to win. He <laughs> wants to, he, he, we people look at his free throw shooter, right? Uh, you know, and then I played with him, and I could tell you, late in the game, if the game was on the line, we cringe because we know yeah. that they're gonna they're gonna foul him, and either he's gonna make one or he's not gonna make any at all. You know, that was the give and take of having him in down the stretch of those games, right? Um, yeah, but throughout the game, we know throw that ball to him. It didn't matter. He's going to dunk and score. Uh, you know what I mean? But he would get to practice early and stay after. And he'll work with Patrick Ewing. He'll stay after and work with Patrick Ewing. He was a relentless worker. Him and him and Yao Ming were, were kind of similar with their work ethic. You know, Yao would come to practice. If we had practice at 11, Yao been at 9, 9 to 15, and he's already in the lather. He's already in the sweat working. And Dwight was the same way. Dwight was he was a hard worker. He he worked relentless on the street, though, unfortunately. He wasn't dropping, but he, right. it wasn't like he wasn't working. That's interesting. But he allowed you guys to be you because you're right. You see, t- today's game is dominated by stars and stars that need the basketball in their hands. That that's kind of a, another dynamic that made this whole thing work too, isn't it? Uh, definitely, definitely. We were able to play our game. You know, um, he allowed us to 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 be his supporting cast, and that that's what we were. Um, and it, it and it kept it kept the floor space for him when we did throw the ball there to for him to operate. If we weren't hitting them threes and that, then they could sag in there on him and he wouldn't have no room to to operate. We I don't think we'd go far if all of us if he didn't allow us to be us and we didn't compliment his game by being able to knock down that, that shot, that outside shot. Uh, and then as you guys saw when we as we were making our run, um I remember one time in Philly when we played without him we were in such a rhythm that even when they got up close to him, I was able to go around Andre Miller and make plays for other guys. He was able yes. to mix it mix it up. Rashad mixed it up. Gortat even played a tremendous game. We played game six down there when people thought we were going to end up playing game seven, but it never got to game seven against the Philadelphia 76ers. No, you're exactly right. Speaking with former Magic point guard Rafer Alston, and, uh, you know, Rafer, the, the, the rhythm that you and Anthony Johnson were in, and, and that's another thing. I know you have Jameer coming back off the injury, and he was an all-star that year and the thing you know the thinking was if if you can get Jameer back you got to put him out there the, the guy was having such yeah. a terrific year but but at the, the other part of that is and, and I know it kills him because he wishes he was at the all-star level uh you you and Anthony Johnson had established quite a rhythm 
we, 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 the, the, the thing about Anthony and myself is that one, Anthony is a veteran. You know, it didn't phase Anthony. He's been around the block. He every situation you can imagine a player being in. Right, Anthony's right. been in. Right, Anthony been on ten days, been cut, been waived, been on championship teams, been on I mean championship caliber teams, went to the finals, the Nets. So any, it didn't phase him when they brought me in. Anthony already knew what he, his role was going to be. He was going to switch. So he Anthony's ready. He's ready. He was ready to start or come off the bench. Uh, Another one of those unselfish guys in this league. That's why he played such a long time. We were like a good complement to each other. You know, Anthony Absolutely. can really defend and run the, run the team, and he'll hit timely baskets. Yes. That was his thing. Anthony will hit timely baskets. Before you you think he's not going to score a shoot, before you know, bam, Anthony will knock, knock one down. And, and, it, and, and, and Rafer, he'd, he'd hobble down the floor, and then he'd dunk on somebody out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah You're right. Yep. Yeah, he, 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 his body was an older – he had an old body at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, you know, he but did. me, I was able to keep – I could get us up and down the floor. I could push it. You know, I could defend the ball. I was always great at getting over the pick in the, in the defense, yes. in the pick and roll. You know, I, I knocked down a three. Uh, so we were like fire and ice. It, it, it was great. It was great to, to, to play with Anthony. And uh, they always say – the, the better team will win when it's two, when it gets to those times, the finals. They say the best team usually wins in a seven game series. We 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 ran into a a a a, a monster yeah. in in Kobe Bryant. No question. And, you know he's just determined. You know, it, it, listen. If we all look back and had to do it all over again, coach coach and Otis, they're in a t- that's a tough spot. Absolutely. You know, all caliber point guard comes back. That's tough. We we wanted look. I wanted Jimmy to play. You know, I mean, it's, Absolutely. it's a one-in-a-lifetime thing. You don't know. Think about this. They haven't been back to the finals since. Right. Right? Exactly. So that, that, that lets you know how hard it is to make it to the finals in any professional sport. Right? So being, with that being said, it was great to have Jameer play play out there with us. It was great. It was great. It was just, the only thing I could say, if we could do something different, is – the stretch that coach used to have me out the game. Uh, so it's not so much that not gotcha, Jimmy gotcha. play. I, I started every game, but it was the stretch that he had that they had me out. It was like I was at, I was thirty three at the time. So it was hard. It's not like I was a young puppy. It was to sit to have me sit twelve, thirteen straight minutes. It's I went out of heat pack sometimes. Gotcha. There. Gotcha. Right. Like they, all, I ran through all the heat packs. I kept trying to get the heat packs. <laughs> so I know I said I know coach's gonna go back with me. I just gotta get my legs ready. It was tough to just get get the, the, the heat and the blood flowing back then, you know. But we I don't regret it. I don't I I hope coach till his day. I hope he doesn't regret, and I hope Otis doesn't regret putting Jimmy out there. Uh, only thing I would, I would, I could say, I hope is that Anthony would have got out there a little more. <laughs> yeah, that's true because he was. You he know, was... he he did. He played an intricate part. I mean, he played an intricate part. And I'll I'll, I'll uh, drive to the finals. And I mean, one time I got suspended in Boston series, hitting uh, what's his name, uh, Eddie House. And and Anthony played his behind off out that's there. That's right. And so and it, it, that's on that I can say. I wish we all touched the floor. And I know it's hard. it's hard as a coach, and I know it's hard for Otis to to have to be in that situation when your all star caliber point guard comes back. No, you can't have regrets. You're exactly right. That's one thing that comes up from time to time. You know what happens, and you can't play what if. You know you you just you can't play what if all the way because you look at Courtney Lee's layup. What happens if he makes that? Yeah. Uh, you're right. Oh, he Did makes he? that. We win. We we if he makes that, then we end up winning game three. What if? Uh, Fisher doesn't hit that shot with Jamal exactly. all over. Him. Exactly if, right. if he doesn't hit that, we're up three games to one. You know, but again, you know, they they got us. 
They got us. Well, Rafer, this is this is unbelievable. I, as, as I've, I'm really enjoying catching up with you. I guess the last thing I want to ask you is, David Steele always talks about catching lightning in a bottle. And there are some NBA teams, and we'll find out who they are here down the stretch, that, that will catch lightning in a bottle and maybe make a finals run or, or something like right. that. But, but how do you guys caught light? I think you're the perfect example of that for, for those final, what, 23 games that you played, and, uh, or 29 games and then 23 in the postseason, uh, just catching lightning in a bottle. And big shot, there were big shot after big shot, Rashard against the Cavs, Hito Turkoglu, uh, Philadelphia, you hit big shots. I mean, just, yeah. right, is that a kind of a good way to explain that? Oh, definitely, definitely. If, if it's one time you want to just, if you want to, like a team, you, one time you want to hit on all cylinders is, is when you're making that playoff push and that run. Uh, it's just like college teams in the March Madness. Uh, you yeah. can be a 20 and 12 team, but if you ever wanted to get hot, it's that run right there. <laughs> so <laughs> when we were able, we were able to just play our game. It was times where we even dropped the game on our own home floor. We didn't waver. We didn't get upset. We did. We went right back to work the next day with a workman like ethic. And we just had we. Had, the one thing I remember so much about those guys is the unbelievable belief we had in each other. Yeah. We didn't care if Courtney shot the ball. We didn't care if Petra subbed it and took a lot of shots. We just knew and believed that every time one of us shot that ball, it was going in. Right? And, like and, and that's rare, six, isn't it? Play, that's rare, yeah, isn't no, it? No, it's rare. I, I've been on a lot of teams, and sometimes you, you would throw the ball. I was a player like that. Just, I mean, before, at one point in my career, um, when I was shooting the three ball, when they used to double-team some guys and they'd kick it off me for three, the other team, they're like, man, that's not going in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I struggled shooting the ball. I had to work on that, sure, you know? sure. Yeah, we. I mean, like I said, when when Dwight went out, we went to that game six. We we it was no doubt in my mind. We was about to we were going to finish Philadelphia off in Philly. We weren't coming back here for game seven. Uh, when we went to game seven to Boston, we had no doubt in my mind we was going to blitz them. Is that so right? No so you knew mind. that and you I got. Mean, it, when I you... say we blitzed them, we blitzed them. Oh it my was, goodness! We had a large we had a large lead on them early in that game. And we had no doubt. It was no doubt in our mind. We were we were so loose. We were so ready. We weren't ready about the the the, the garden crowd. We were we were ready to, if, for the antics, just in case they don't put the heat on our locker room. We were ready for <laughs> right, all that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then uh, and then but, everyone. But, but and, overall. And then everyone talked overall, about LeBron. They said, "Well, this team can't get past LeBron." And then you steal Game One, and it took a miracle it was, to take Game Two. I'll tell you this. And you never let that I'll go back to Cleveland, did you? We should have swept them. How about that? Wow. We should have swept them. It, first of all, it was a bad matchup for them. It was a bad matchup for them. Uh, first of all, they had no one to to guard Dwight. Uh, and then they had no one. Who were they going to put on Lewis? And then who were they going to put on Turkoglu? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right? Here's the here's the X factor to that whole series. That whole series, I told Coach, I will not let this let Mo Williams play like an all-star. That series is. Did you? You went up to him and took that no, on your. No, no doubt about. It. Don't even worry about. Don't even worry about him. Only thing he. I just didn't want to let him get going with it. He had Mo had a nice jump shot, and I wasn't. I was. I was gonna make sure I closed out on him, and I wasn't gonna overhelp. And a, only a couple of couple of times in a couple of games that series, I would overhelp, and he he got one. But other than that. He was not going to play like an all-star. Rafer, he was a non-factor. He was a complete non-factor, yeah. and, and he, he was all-star. He struggled. He, that yeah, you're right. He struggled. So they, they, you know, and, and again, then they, I mean, we were hitting the, we hit the, yeah. So LeBron doesn't hit that miraculous shot. They're swept. 
<laughs> How about that? How about yeah. that? That's and, a, then he, and then he doesn't. And then he doesn't shake our hand. And <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then, all, and then the rest is history. You're exactly right. Yeah. But you know, so crazy. Everyone made a big fuss about it, except us, because you know we we understand. Man, right? it's, it's it's tough losing. It's tough losing, especially when you're in in their shoes, his shoes, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. They had one of the best records in the NBA that year. Right. How much? Well, picks you to go to finals. Well, how much pride do you take? I mean, he'd been to what seven, eight straight finals, and and you were one of the teams that kept him from going. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was a thrill, man. It, one thing I do miss the most, uh, I do miss those fans. I do miss the city. The city was electric, and uh, I remember going to a gas station one time, and the guy was going to give me free gas. Come on, <laughs> he was like, Just keep, yeah, he was like, <laughs> keep winning, off the off the keep winning. I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna still pay for my gas. Like, no, just go pump. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna still. And I, said, and I told him, I'm gonna leave this twenty or thirty dollars right here on the counter. I'm just gonna pump my gas. That is awesome. Well, Ray, for I mean, for those that haven't seen it, it's it's been a struggle. These have been seven hard years since we've been back to the postseason. And as you mentioned, you know, it's been ten years already, and and haven't come close to an NBA Finals. Uh, but this city is electric around this team, isn't it? Definitely, I, I'm I'm excited for their future too. I mean, they got some they got some. Uh, some good players, young players. I mean, Fournier, Vucevic, uh, Gordon. All they need is to put the pieces around to the puzzle. That's it. That's all. That's what good NBA teams, and, and that's what that's all that's missing. Is the the rest of the pieces have to come together and they have to fit. It's like a, the making of a good basketball team is like when people are putting those puzzles together. Yeah, yeah, you're a kid, that's right. Even adult, even even adult puzzles. Right, you can't put the wrong piece in that slot because it just doesn't fit. Yeah, and not to say the rest of those players are bad. It's just saying it may not fit around those core yeah, guys. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It, so it, all they need to do is make sure get those pieces to fit, and it's gonna it's gonna work. That's what happened to us. Man, the, the pieces fit right. We all were able to play off each other. Right. I don't a, have to dominate the ball from a point guard standpoint because Turkoglu could could handle the ball and he can make plays. Rashad doesn't have to post up in there. He could play inside outside because Dwight's down there. Right, Courtney could be himself a, a real energetic defender, and he can knock down threes, and he can get out on the open floor because we're going to get stops, and he can. So he looks good. Peaches could come off and play his game. So we, the pieces fit. The only thing when you look at that Magic team is, do the pieces fit? That's a great point. And, 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 and judging by the record, obviously, like I said, I would never knock NBA players. Sure, it's tough to be an NBA player. All those players on that team could be are good players. That's why they drafted, and that's why they signed and playing NBA. But it just may not fit. And you know what? And you played for Coach Clifford. And, and if anyone's going to get the most out of these guys, it's going to be that guy as as prepared oh, as anyone yeah, you've been around. Coach, yeah, Coach Coach is going to get it done. Coach is definitely going to get it done, and, and and he knows. He knows. Like he said, and he he'll tell you. And that's one guy I work with relentless. When I was in Houston, and when I got to uh, Orlando, Clifford would make sure I get to come to the gym early and work shoot shoot my jump shots, my pull ups, my teardrops. And he'll make sure I stay late. And even before, and when I was in Houston, to say one last thing about Coach Clifford, when he was a sister coach with us, he made sure that I didn't take long summer breaks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's one thing Cliff, Cliff would call my phone and say, where are you? If you're in the fly back here, let's get some work in. And then you can go back in, in about a week or two. Uh, and, I, and he'll tell you, I, I, I didn't hesitate. I'll make sure I get in that gym. Oh man! Well, this has been awesome, Rafer. I can't thank you enough. I've been wanting to catch up with you for a while. I, you know, we've been in touch, <laughs> been in touch a little bit uh, the last couple of weeks, and, and this has been awesome. Yeah. I, I really appreciate oh, no, it. It's awesome, man. I appreciate you guys, man. I love to do it again whenever you guys want to call me on. One thing I do hope, I just hope they do 
have us a reunion, have us come back. Cause I would Absolutely. Love to see guys. A lot of those guys, like the, you know, and it's so weird. Life is, is we are, we we are around each other. Basketball plays every day for a whole season. for like six months, seven months out of the season. And for years, and, and I haven't seen a lot of those guys since. And I would love to catch up with some of those. Is guys. Is that right? Well, we got to. Yeah, we, we have to make that happen. And you know, if you ever come to Orlando, please let us know because we got to have you come out. And and I know the fans would love to see you. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody has had more talked about in a, a twenty-nine game regular season and twenty-three playoff <laughs> games than, than than what yeah. you did and how you galvanized no, miss, this team. And that's I miss those. I missed. I miss those fans, and they welcomed me with open arms. And, and I remember last year before we go. I remember when I got traded to New Jersey, right. and I came back, and they introduced the star line with New Jersey Nets, and those fans gave me a standing ovation. And 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 even though playing for New Jersey, I felt like I was still playing for the Magic because I, I ended up had, I had a triple double that night, my only triple That's double in this league. How about that? Is that right? <laughs> oh, a little extra. So that, lets you, that lets you that lets you know how much how comfortable I felt in Orlando, how comfortable I felt on that floor and playing in that arena and playing in front of those that those, that crowd. Well, that hurt. That hurt us to see you go. I know that hurt Otis to, to have to pull the trigger on that, too, because you mentioned... Hey, listen, that was one thing till this day. I, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. Said, we just went to the finals. How they break us up that right. fast? Keep it together. It so fast. Yeah. It so fast. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm from New York City, so having an opportunity to play in the New Jersey, New York area, I thought it was going to be fun, but I ended up being part of a team that set a record for consecutive losses. Right. So that wasn't a beauty for me. No, it wasn't. After, right, right after, I was a part of a team that went 22 in a row, so I was on both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's hard. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. It was an odd thing. I said, man, I, I thought I'd come back. Um, I remember talking to the coach and letting him know. I, I knew if I, cause I had one more year in my contract, so I thought I'd come back and go right into my, my backup role because I know Jameer will come back to be the starter. And he had coach that got to ask me, and then would you be okay with that? I'm like, with a chance to win a championship? You, you're right, I'd be okay with being a backup. Absolutely. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, uh, um, that was another shocking trade. So the trade that day, Houston traded me to Orlando. I thought they should never have me practice. And then <laughs> getting traded from Orlando to New Jersey right after the finals. I know. Was it. Shocking to me, too. <laughs> that shocked all of us. You're exactly right about yeah. that. You're exactly right. Oh, man. Well, that's one of our one of our greatest memories in our history was that finals run. And, and Rayford, this has been awesome catching up. I do appreciate it. And we're going to do everything thank we can you. to get you back here. Okay, my friend? All right. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Wow, how good was that? Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Great to catch up with former Magic point guard Rafer Alston. We will definitely catch up with him again here at some point. We'll be back next week with a regular cast of characters, George Galante, David Steele, and Jeff Turner. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week right here on Magic Pod Squad.